Welcome to the Raising Real Estate Standards Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Mark Mann. Hey guys, welcome back to Raising Real Estate Standards. Um, Going to do something a little bit different today. Um, you know, people all are asking Brian and I, you know, about the podcast, how we come up with some of the topics. And, you know, be honest with you, a lot of time it's just riffing. A lot of times it's coming from uh, uh, conversations that we've had um, um, with agents or colleagues or vendors or whatnot that lead us down to if they're experiencing these things, others are experiencing it too. So we come in and talk about it. But really, honestly, it's a way for Brian and I to come in and just, you know, unload what, what we've been going through, uh, vent, so to say. Um, and for, for those that don't know, Brian and I uh, uh, work in various different arenas of uh, real estate. Uh, obviously, we do uh, residential real estate brokerage, um, commercial brokerage. Um, we also do um, property management, uh, and uh, we have a mortgage company and a couple other things. And uh, this week, we want to kind of cue in on not necessarily property management as a whole, but around real estate investing, and those that are real estate investors. Um, and it's, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. And, uh, you know, I want to kind of kind of hone in on, and, and pull back some of the myths because there's so many people that got into this game, the rental real estate game, um, by getting online and listening to podcasts, which are great, uh, reading books, um, going to websites, watching YouTube videos, all fantastic stuff. However, a lot of what is put out there is, is nothing but uh, sunshine and rainbows. And um, um, I'm here to tell you, rental real estate, residential rental real estate, is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's a dirty game. It is. It is. And, um, you know, so many people look at it um, and, and, and they look at a, a house when they're getting into this or a, a condo or whatnot, and, and all they see are dollar signs. All they see is, is money, 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 money. And that's tr- why we get into it. However, there's it's a much bigger picture. Um, there are buildings that need work. There are people that have issues. Uh, and and a, lot of, you know, a lot of things that, that you really can't grasp until you get into the middle of it. So I want to kind of you know, walk down this road of, uh, uh, of things that's been on us this past week. And, uh, you know, maybe it helps you, maybe it doesn't, who knows, but we're going to vent today at the Raising Real Estate Standards podcast. Yeah. I want to start with, um, you know, let's bring out what, what most people hear, see, read when they're, when they're learning about investing in residential rental real estate. And, uh, it is a great way to build wealth. There is no doubt about that. It's fantastic. Um, you can get into it for a little bit, you know. You can you can really get into this this business for for just a little little out of pocket. Um, it's real easy to get into, um, and again, it creates a cash flow that that is sustainable over a long period of time. All that I mean, if you if you package all that up and not um, discuss some of the pitfalls, some of the things you have to deal with, then why doesn't everybody do it? I mean, it's it. This is an amazing, an amazing thing, and it is good. However, there are some things out there like what we want to what we want to point out because I feel like people, especially the ones that have gotten into it recently, because there's been a big push um, in the let's call it the smaller time investor, the mom and pop, the you know I own 
one to you know, 15, 20 units, let's call right. it. Um, a lot of people doing that out there right now. And what has what we have found is there's a lot of frustrations. Yeah. Um, a lot of frustrations in the fact that, oh my gosh, I am um, I should be making X, but I've put all this expense in over the last year. And this comes up a lot this time of year because people are dealing with their profit and losses. I don't know if they don't look at them on a monthly basis or, or more often, but typically we're hearing a lot of this stuff this time of year because they're looking back at what happened last year. Well, I had all this income come in, but all this expense go out the door in the form of maintenance or taxes increasing, insurance, whatever. So we want to we wanna kind of touch on this piece today to show you guys there there are other things there are some dirty pieces when i say dirty i mean like the 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 harder types of pieces to deal with in this business absolutely so one as as we're going through this let's let's talk about the the important thing you hit on something i want to kind of key on um and that is that real rental real estate is a phenomenal way to build wealth a phenomenal way to build cash flow long term right? Well, I'm here to tell you, you're not going to get to long-term. You don't get to long-term gains if you don't take care of your property. Mm -hmm. If you don't set aside funds or you don't have the money to keep your property in good shape, you will not get to long-term gains. You will literally just spin your wheels making a little bit. And on the way, on, while you're making just a little bit, you're pissing off a lot of good tenants because they're living in your property thinking it's going to be a good property and you haven't taken enough time to invest into your property, enough money to invest in your property to make it good for them, to make it a good experience. And that in turn will cause more turnover, which causes vacancy, which causes you not to be able to make money long term. And that is one of the biggest frustrations as property management owners is that we've got um, a number, we've, we, we've, we've, there's a number of uh, investors out there who got into this in the last five years and have not invested into their properties. They have basically taken. They've looked at their properties as a, as a debit card, and all they have been doing is taking money out, taking money out, taking money out, and they have not put any money into, the, into their, into their uh, asset, into their bank. And you have to put deposits in to be able to make withdrawals. If you just continually to take, it will literally wither away and you won't be able to take anymore. And right now, a lot of the people that have taken, taken, and taken are experiencing extreme discomfort when their tenants move out and they're looking at a property that needs to be rehabbed and we're rehabbing them in today's dollars and today's cost when I bought them in five years ago money. You know, I bought this property five years ago and I paid $60,000 for it and it cost me $3,000 to get it ready for rehab. And now to get it ready for rehab, it may be fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 to do the same things that I, I was doing for three to five thousand dollars previously, but the property has appreciated over that time as well. So, so the values are there. So it, it makes sense from that standpoint. It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to a lot of investors because all they're seeing is yep. their money. Yeah. While that it has appreciated, a lot of investors haven't cashed or not taken that cash out or their or whatever. They're just seeing it's costing them 
right now an extraordinary amount of money if, compared to what it cost them originally. And they're confused and they're frustrated. And, and it's, um, it's important to know that in order to see this long-term game, you have to be doing these things all along. You can't just Band-Aid certain things because it costs less money. Because eventually the, the root issue is going to come rising to the table and you can't put any more Band-Aids on it. Mm-hmm. There's, um, you hit on something that I think um, uh, investors, landlords, and potential investors and landlords need to hear and that is you have two extremes you have um you have i've got a business and i need to um, minimize expenses as much as i can i think you've talked about this before mark this is like well i'm running my my um investment business off a spreadsheet the the flip side of it is there are many other stakeholders in this asset than the owner. Yes. Um, you have tenants, you have vendors, you have property managers, you have other stakeholders. And even though the owner should and does have the final say-so and everything, in order for it to be successful, you have to walk down the middle of the road. Yes, you need to minimize expenses as best you can. But like you said, if you just totally don't do anything to a property. I'm not painting it. I'm not doing anything. I'm just literally going from uh, this tenant moved out. I'm moving this tenant in and I haven't done any work. It's not in good shape. And and I'm just moving them in. That tenant's not going to take care of that place. There's going to be, it's, you're already going to get off on the wrong foot. They're going to probably tear it up even more because they look at it as this is their property. And they're going to take care of something that gets given to them, for the most part, in good shape. You're going to have people that that, um, for the most part, if if you're if you're leasing something, you're probably not going to care for it at the best as like somebody who owns a property and has long term interest in it. However, they will take care of it, and and it does. It, 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 it leads to success in this business if you walk that fine line down the middle of the road. 100%. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going into a business and your sole goal is money, you know, you might win a little bit. But in the long run, you're not going to win the long game. Mm-hmm. And real estate is such a long game. Um, you're providing a home shelter for someone to live their life. Mm-hmm. And if you do it at a bare minimum, you're going to receive in the long run a bare minimum. And it is just shown true time over time. And and unfortunately, when a lot of people got into this business, they had aspirations of this this um, grandiose portfolio of phenomenal properties of of you know this you know pictures of glorious homes and I own all these homes and they're making lots of money um, and and they had great aspirations but they didn't have the discipline to build into to to invest into their properties and they end up being slumlords. Mm-hmm. So many people who are good people when you take away their real estate and you take away their business practices are really good people, but they have become slumlords and they have have positioned their business in a way that is not 
in congruence with who they are, but it is absolutely in congruence with um, um, how they manage their business. Um, and it's sad. Yeah, they get they get to that point because of making uh, bad decisions. Let's just call it what it is. Um, and and maybe they know, maybe they don't. But like you said to begin with, as cash flow starts coming in on these properties, you've got to set aside some money to take care of any maintenance issues that you're going to have to deal with. Let's be honest. I mean. You're going to have HVACs go out. You're going to have roofing issues. You're going to have flooring issues. You're going to, and I'm, I'm bringing up some bigger things that you're going to have for you to understand. It's going to take more than one month's rent to pay for some of this stuff. And you've got to set that stuff aside. You've got to know this stuff's going to happen. Otherwise, you're going to put a Band-Aid on everything. And when you put Band-Aids on stuff, it can break really, really quick and go downhill. And most most often, all the Band-Aids go bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, when you replace a, 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 an HVAC system, you're probably replacing the hot, a, a water heater. And you're probably going to have a roof in the next little bit. And all these things that you've kind of limped along and you haven't put strategies in place to capitally invest in your property, they all come to it at the same time because eventually your house becomes an, or the property can become inhabitable. And then it's just a sunk asset. And then it's just not earning any money. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it's important to put those those plans in place, those capital investment plans in place, and, and, and be actively involved in your properties. Maybe not actively on the day-to-day, but actively knowing what they are, what's going on with them. What do, what do they look like? So many people that that, uh, um, um, that we're in business with on the property management side, and it, and it is, property managers provide a convenience and a service that is invaluable. Handling a lot of the stuff that people couldn't handle on mass scale, dealing with all the issues. However, it doesn't advocate the owner's responsibility for knowing what's going on with their property. You know, it's important for them to know, you know, the roof looks like crap. Or the, the, the what, things that need to be done, you need to know these things. You need to know about your asset or, or you're going to get bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so um, that's another a, a big key to this. Um, and, um, you know, while we're sitting here ca- talking about a lot of the negative stuff, it's important for people to hear it because there's so many people out there singing sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's not all nat. It's not all bad, right. but it's it's a, it's in between. It's in that middle of the road that you said, um, um, you know. But I, I do encourage people to, um, you know, the costs that are associated with keeping a property up today are in direct relation to our overall economy that we've all been experiencing. Mm-hmm. Things are more expensive today. There are less HVAC tradespeople. There are less electricians. There are less plumbers in the world. So it costs more to have one go to your house. Mm-hmm. So when when the toilet breaks and you have to replace the uh, call it the entire the toilet, what what could have cost you two hundred fifty three hundred dollars, you know, and and that's what you're used to five six years ago, might cost you a thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars. Because of just the cost of parts and the cost of the person that's going over there to do it, because his his experience is is a lot more expensive today because there's nobody else filling his shoes. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's important for people to understand that uh, um, um, real estate investing, um, while it is 
there's there's the negative side to it. There's also the positive side to it. And, and we lose out on that perspective when we're dealing with these big ticket items, when we're coming up at the end of the year and we're looking at our actual what the check was that got deposited in my pocket versus how much I paid out to other people. Um, we we kind of get discouraged, um, but but understand that most most of the time we're not also taking into consideration what the value of that asset is, and 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 that it in the past, um, you know, three to five years it's gone up quite a bit in value, and, and what you paid sixty thousand dollars for might be worth one hundred fifty two hundred thousand um, dollars, and if you were to sell it, that you you still have that. That's still there. That didn't go away. Yeah, I want to hit on a, a a couple other things before uh, we get away. Number one, you mentioned. Um, the, the maintenance piece and how it's gone because of basically less tradespeople doing it. But what has also happened is turn times. Turn times have gotten longer. Um, and, and that's something that especially people that have been in the business a little while, that's been heartache. That's been, hey, how come I can't get somebody in my house? I'm going to be extreme here. How come I can't get somebody in my house five days after the people moved out? And, and there, there is a turn time in there. There is a lag. And then, and then that affects as well your vacancy rate. So when you're, when you're doing all this, when you're putting all this together, I've heard investors over and over and over in their, in their numbers that they put together, this is how much it can rent for, multiply that by 12, and that's how much I should get on an annual basis. Wrong. Which is not, that's never going to happen. You're going to have vacancy. And then you mentioned the economy of the time. We also, we've gone through a fantastic kind of boom, especially in the real estate area. But there are times where you have some downtime. And guess what happens? That affects people's pocketbooks. That affects people's ability to pay their rent and to pay their expenses. So that affects directly an investor in rental real estate. So we, we tell you about all these things, um, and it takes a stomach to be able to do this in real life. Mm-hmm. If, you know, when you're, when you're hearing all the, all the uh, sunshine and rainbows about it, which are true, there are a lot of great things about it, um, understand there are some, there's the dirty part of it, and it takes a stomach to handle this. There's a stomach for this type of business. And if you're not, if you don't have that stomach, and I've had conversations with people about this and totally respectful, they've been fantastic and appreciated it afterwards. If you don't have the stomach and you have a lot of money, this is an investment advice, but go buy stocks that have dividend returns and get that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, guys, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. It's a good investment. Um, however, uh, you need to go into this, and and even if you're in it, this is this really this conversation is is to be honest with you for current investors. Maybe not new investors. It isn't for new investors too. But this is really for current investors. Open your damn eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not what you thought it was going to be. It's something a little bit different. And either you're going to be able to. Uh, deal with the way the the world is, or you need to get out of the game. Sell your property. If if you can't deal with the 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 stomach of what's going on, sell your property. Somebody will buy it that can, and that's okay. You've cashed out. You go put your money into a, a, a something that's a little bit less uh, of a, a volatile situation so far as the cash flow is concerned, and you know let let somebody else who can do that make it happen. Don't punish your tenants. Don't punish people 
who are living in your property because you can't can't do what's necessary to provide suitable housing. Um, you know, it's it's sad to see good people in bad situations because of bad decisions. Yeah, and and I'm going to end with this. We have nothing to gain out of this. No. Zero. We're not trying to sell you a book. We're not trying to get you on any that we're we're literally just getting information out there. That's the only thing we have to gain because we feel like this is stuff that people miss. I hear investors every day asking me, what about this? What about this? What I mean, you should know this. You should you should know these things at this point. So we just want to get this information out there. Absolutely. Guys, raising real estate standards is what we do. Sometimes it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes we talk about some negativity, but that's okay. We're uh, trying to keep it as real as possible. Um, and um, um, next episode might be a little bit more positive. But here we are today is what, with what we have, and uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you watching and listening, and uh, we will see you next time. You've just listened to another episode of the Raising Real Estate Standards podcast. If you've benefited from what you've heard, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you rated, reviewed, and shared this episode. You can contact us at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, email us at info at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, and you can find us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the heading of Raising Real Estate Standards.